aren't going to be many falls like this one. Falls when you can stay home, burn leaves. Each fall is a very separate occasion. Very special. But I guarantee he's listening to the Halloween 365 podcast. Yeah, goddamn right he is. He's the pappy. Oh, people. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Your dad's favorite podcast. <laughs> Your sugar daddy's favorite podcast. Yeah, that's how we're going to do it for now. And I think we need t-shirts that say your sugar daddy's favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to do that. I mean, you know, I mean, we could do organ. We could do, <laughs> <laughs> we could do your sugar daddy's favorite podcast, and then we could do an alternate one for the ladies that says your sugar baby's favorite podcast. Yeah. That way, Should they, they're probably just honey potting you. <laughs> I mean, how? Ooh, honey dicking you. Honey dicking. How how many people uh, put their merch toward? Sugar daddies and sugar babies. I don't think anybody does. I don't know. That's a good question, though. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> it's, it's that time of the season. You better be buying on the right gifts or you're going to be left with a dig in the dirt. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, man. Oof. Let's get some cozy ambience up in here. I think we need some of that, some of that warmth, mm-hmm. some of that fall warmth, if you will. Well, everybody. You are, as you just heard, listening to the Halloween 365 podcast. This is our Thanksgiving Day episode. Uh, Well, Thanksgiving Day, uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. We'll see whenever uh, you're listening to it. I don't know. Should we put this out on Thanksgiving? Uh, We could, but this, I guess, would be technically our Thanksgiving episode because we've got... Oh, and if you are listening to this on Friday, then you need to go back an episode or two to our uh, Black Friday episode where we're talking about what would you do uh, during Black Friday. That is an episode that needs to be listened to as well, but we are here to enlighten you about the history of Thanksgiving. Uh, This is going to be my last episode for a week. I'm going to have to skip a week where Chad and Jeremy are going to... Run with the reins while I'm gone. I'll be out on vacation. He's going on that cruise that we talked about in two episodes back. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, so hopefully there's not a zombie <laughs> outbreak. It's funny because, I mean, it's just it's just so funny that, that, you know, you would be the guy that ends up on the boat. <laughs> you end oh. up on the boat. Uh, you know, I will say this. I don't know this. how going to work. I, I will say this, too. Um, after we did that episode there was a trailer for a movie called Black Friday that came out uh, starring Bruce Campbell where it looks like all hell is breaking loose in a toy shop. Um, zombies mm. or something. I'm not 100% sure. but You know, perfect idea for Black Friday movie, for a horror movie. If you guys, uh, anybody out there is a writer or producer, I guess feel free to steal my idea. Just give me some sort of credit. 
uh, maybe in the movie, make them listen to the Halloween 365 podcast on these speakers. But uh, Black Friday shopping, and then Serial Killer decides that he's going to lock down all the exits, and he's in there with them, just slaughtering people while they're all running around going crazy, and you don't know who he is. See, I like that. That could be a perfect little little hometown murder mystery kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. All the prizes are getting slashed. <laughs> <laughs> but we are uh, all here at the Halloween 365 podcast, hoping that you're having a, a good Thanksgiving or that you already had a good Thanksgiving. Maybe you're full for... Hang on, let's get like Delilah. Maybe you're full from Thanksgiving and stuffing and... <laughs> Thankful for your family, and I hope you're just having a special, special day. You're listening to Halloween 365 with Delilah. <laughs> that was pretty good. I'll give you credit <laughs> on that one. That was good. That was good. I'm relaxed. But like whether or not that you enjoy being around your family or you're glad that the whole thing's over with, this is a monument for the Halloween 365 podcast because we're going to get to do this Thanksgiving-esque episode, pour in the spooky, and then we've got a surprise for everybody here at the end of it. Could be a good one, and it could be a bad one. I like the anticipation, (laughs) but you're you're 100% right. You're 100% right, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, the audience is going to be 50-50 split. Oh, God, they are. I, you guys better... You, come, on. <laughs> come on. You've been with us this long. Mm-hmm. Bear mm-hmm. with us. Which, uh, also, Jeremy is not on this episode. He might pop up in the middle of it. If he does, Godspeed to him. But I decided, since um, we've been trying to get him to do a specific segment on our podcast, mm-hmm. I would take it upon myself to do so. Oh. So I don't know when anybody's going to listen to this podcast um but the recipe that i have in store for you here a spooky recipe oh you could have it as a snack uh after thanksgiving you could have it as a snack on the weekend when you're watching a movie or if you go to the theater to watch the new ghostbusters movie this is the perfect snack for you considering that it is the ghostbuster snack it is oh. the marshmallow slime popcorn. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. You ever, everybody needs to take a look at it and look it up. What mine right to, uh, yeah, it, it looks fantastic. It looks like it's covered in green slime. Um, I don't know if it's kind of like a caramel e popcorn, but this thing looks amazing. What's it called now? Um, marshmallow slime popcorn? Yeah, marshmallow slime popcorn. Hmm. Oh, wow. I gotta admit, this looks kind of good. <laughs> yeah, it see, reminds me see? of a popcorn ball, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, depending on how uh, sticky that you make it, you could definitely turn it into a popcorn. Oh, somebody just ate a popcorn Someone ball. Did. You hear that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, what you're gonna do is you're gonna make your bowl of popcorn, and you are going to heat up um, some marshmallow, the, the marshmallow that you can get in the jars. You're going to get some green uh, food dye. You can, If you want to get real into it, you can get some candy eyeballs that they sell at the uh, bakery, craft stores, things like that. Um, but you're going to f- dye the marshmallow that you're about to pour over top of your popcorn. Salt it however you want, butter however you want. But then you've got your slime 
marshmallow popcorn uh, inspired by the Ghostbusters. little treat for you. I don't know if anybody's wanting mm. to do it. Just something I saw. It feels so funky. I think, I think I'll do it. I think I'll try this out. I'm writing this down right now. Oh, I lost you. Oh, no, no, oh, no, I'm here. I'm oh, here. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I lost you for a minute. I mean, there are several different ones that you could do. Uh, like, there is a graveyard fault line dirt cake if you really wanted to get into it. There's a butter beer popcorn recipe if you're feeling more oh. Harry Potter. All of these things you guys might want to just look up. Um, there's even a pumpkin spice rice crispy treat recipe. Uh, I think we'll definitely all have to dive into some Harry Potter recipes in December. <laughs> oh, sure. God. Listen, I still want to get um, the pumpkin juice. I want to order us all pumpkin juice and yeah. have it delivered to our separate locations. Let's that way it. we can all taste them on the air. Closer we get to Christmas, I would like to uh, do that. Since we did do a candy taste test for mm -hmm. Halloween, I mean, we might as well do something for Christmas. No, I agree. Um, yeah. So, I'm just kind of curious because... I was racking my brain about this episode, Chad, and I mm -hmm. think you were too. We, oh, yeah. we were on the ropes, everybody, about what we could do spooky uh, for this Thanksgiving because th this is our first stab at truly staying Halloween 365 year-round. Now, if there wasn't holidays happening right now, the, the major holidays, then this would be a heck of a lot easier. We could just, you know, day-to-day -day episodes constantly. Mm -hmm. But now we are being thrown into holidays that we slightly enjoy, and we would like to celebrate the feeling of those um, while staying true to our motto. I agree. I agree 100%. So Chad and I uh, were uh, kind of lost. We tossed around some ideas, wanted to get into the Native American aspect of uh, Thanksgiving since... All of this is, um, I guess, in thanks to them. I don't know if we really showed our appreciation further down the line, but we won't get into that because this isn't a political podcast. But we thought about talking about the Wendigo, yeah, yeah. Um, which is part of Native American folklore. And uh, I like the idea. The Wendigo is fantastic, especially to talk about because we love cryptids on this podcast, but I wanted to see if there was a deeper connection between Halloween and Thanksgiving. Now, to you, Chad, is there, I mean, just, I guess, by eyeballing it, is there any type of connection that you feel or see between Halloween and Thanksgiving? I mean, other than the, you know, that the they share a season, you know, that season of fall, because a lot of people just think of Thanksgiving kind of in the Christmas winter-esque, but I don't. Um, I, I almost look at Thanksgiving as a brother to, uh, or, or a sister to Halloween, um, because we're still, Halloween celebrates the dead, Thanksgiving kind of celebrates, well, it's supposed to celebrate family, um, and the coming together mm -hmm. of, of all of those things, um, and what you're thankful for. So to me, there's never been a direct line, but it's almost like they're, they're, they're just distant cousins of one another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree with that. And, and I honestly couldn't, while trying to think of everything and looking on lore and history and 
all the connections, the little fun threads, stuff that people may have lost in history over time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything uh, except for exactly what you just said. You know, I, I would personally think of Thanksgiving as a um, like a stepbrother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to look. <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. Halloween. I mean, exactly like you said, a sibling of sorts. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like there, there's there's so, weird through lines that sort of connect the two together, but at the same time, there's something right different. It's not quite magical, but there's something yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred and ten percent agree with that. So it left me kind of perplexed, and then. It was kind of like Sam Hain himself was shining a light from the depths of, I assume, hell <laughs> <laughs> on this article. Instead of playing uh, harps and shit, you just get mega death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear, uh, Slayer. like, um, mm, I was going to say, uh, an organ. You know, oh, like yeah. A like Phantom <laughs> of the Opera style. <laughs> Iron Butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, anyways, straying off topic here. So, a long time ago, well, earlier in the podcast, many episodes back, go check it out if you guys are, don't remember what we're talking about if you're new to the podcast. Um, we went over the true origins of Halloween. As a matter of fact, we've done this through two or three different episodes where we touched on the origins uh, and tossed around where it came from, what influenced it, so on and so forth. And originally, the Halloween that we know it as today uh, spawned from the kids dressing up and trashing the towns and then um, branching off into asking for treats at houses so that they basically wouldn't tear the neighborhood to shit. Um, (laughs) Some of them were even getting money and so on and so forth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so please don't kill my petunias outside. Here's five dollars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Buy yourself something nice. Uh, so that got me thinking: Was Thanksgiving always like the Thanksgiving that we do now? And I'm not talking about the 1700s. I'm not trying to get back to the Native American roots. I don't want to get into anything political mm-hmm. on this show. So there had to be a connection in my head. There had to be a connection and. I'll be damned if I wasn't right. There was uh, Thanksgiving in the early 1900s was referred to as something called Thanksgiving masking. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to take a stab at it, Chad, what would you guess that <laughs> Thanksgiving masking has to do with Halloween? I almost called it Thanksgiving stabbing. Stabbing. Uh, I don't know if you want me to take a, uh, take a stab at it because it sounds to me... Like uh, th- there's some stuffing going on, and uh, and not of the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a masquerade is involved, uh, that's oh, a, that's just yeah. instantly what my brain goes to. Um, yeah, I, I would assume. I don't understand what the purpose of the masking would be. Now I can't uh, profess that I know anything about what the purpose of it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read up on it some. I've even got an article to hit the highlights of it here. I'll do what I can to explain what I can, and we can kind of discuss, but 
Halloween and Thanksgiving used to be a lot more connected than you or uh, me or any of the audience out there may have already known. Now, if you're uh, an older podcast listener, you may already have known something about this. This was not something that was in every town, every city. Uh, but this was in some of the bigger cities, the more prominent, populated, prominently populated places in the U.S. that was happening around Thanksgiving. So, uh, essentially, by the end of the 19th century, the process of Thanksgiving masking had evolved to look kind of Halloween-y. So Thanksgiving wasn't just about people eating their meals and things like that. Before, you would sit down with your family and have a meal you could participate in the Thanksgiving masking. In which, when this happened, people would don masks, especially popular masks were masks of parrots, other birds, and other animals. And they would parade around town. Now, don't let the animal... (laughs) Kind of, in a way. I mean, once you start listening, (laughs) you're going to be like, wait a second. Is it the purge? Thanksgiving purge. My God, what the hell has this country went through? And you know what? I I don't know if this is something that was swept under the rug because some of it gets a little bit offensive. Uh, Oh, I see that Very well could be (laughs) something that we kind of turned our back on. Uh, But besides the animal masks... The boys would wear their sister's or mother's clothing. (laughs) They would wear out the finery of their mother or sister's clothing that they would steal from their closets, spending the day in awkward mimicry of their sister's and or mother's to the casual street piano music playing. Mm. And this is in the early 1900s. So... They were running around with these animal masks, parading in through town, up and down the streets, uh, in front of shops, uh, down the sidewalks, in their animal masks, and uh, dressed up like their mothers or their sisters. So they would put on makeup and have their dresses on. So anybody <laughs> that was like, America's never been this gay before. Well, you need to go back and think about <laughs> Thanksgiving masking, because I think that we've got more deep roots than everybody might realize, and everybody's just a little bit more offended now than before. But, essentially, people also got more um, creative with their costumes. Uh, they would also don masks of prominent men and the foremost political leaders of the time. And whenever they would dress up as these political leaders, depending on the features of said political leaders, um, they would enlarge their body parts as part of their costume. So, for instance, they would have large papier-mâché hands, false feet, huge noses or big ears to accentuate the features of these political figures that they were dressed up as at the point in time. So it was literally making the uh, political cartoons come to life. Basically, yes, yes. Um, The best way that I can, the way that it kind of looks is like um, the Mad TV kid, the the ginger kid with the freckles, you know what I'm talking about? 100% can see that. I'm looking at some of these photos right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 
there was a lot of Uncle Sam's. People would dress up as bandits, sailors, soldiers, things like that. Uh, the I mean, so you can see how it related back to Halloween, and it was called the Thanksgiving masking because of all the masks, and they, they paraded the streets. Um, they did not, you know, dress up as mummies or anything like that, but more real-life characters. Um, and there was a point in time that the New York Times reported, actually in 1899, uh, that some people were wearing masks that made fun or ma made fun of people and races from other nations with greatly exaggerated facial peculiarities. Ooh. <laughs> so they were, um, yeah, I'm having a rough time. They uh, were taking the noticeable features of people and races from other countries, dressing up as them. And accentuating their features to the maximum. Um, I will not go into detail on <laughs> what features they are accentuating, because that's not going to look good on our behalf. But if you were to think about different cultures and what some of their more predominant features are, you can get a pretty good picture in your head yeah. of the things that they would accentuate and make bigger. So... They would make their eyes bigger. They would make their ears bigger. Things like that to m and dress up and try to get as close to the garb that these people would wear from other nations. Basically making fun of them up and down the streets during Thanksgiving. Um, the mood during these festivities was quote-unquote light. And most everyone involved, according to the New York Times, was generous with pennies and nickels. And the candy stores did land office business so people would hand out pennies and nickels to these people in uh, these costumes in appreciation thinking that their costumes were great which would in turn allow these people to go buy candy from the local candy stores hmm. that's interesting mm. that, that's a very strange it's like a you win a costume contest go buy yeah. something real nice there you go <laughs> I mean it's it's just real weird it's I mean it's not just strange. New York it's extremely strange. I don't, I mean, I. It, it's definitely got some similarities to Halloween in the costume sense and the parading around the streets, as I just said. And obviously, since they're getting money, the early days of Halloween, it's definitely touching on. But, you know, they're dressing as public figures or trying to come after somebody's race um, and just running around the town and... People are throwing money at them in appreciation of their costumes, which is crazy. But it's not just New York that this was happening in. Um, newspapers of the time described elaborate masquerade balls on Thanksgiving masking held in places like Cape Girard uh, in Missouri and also in Washington State. As one column in a newspaper tracked down by the NPR Weekly put it, thousands of folks would run rampant. Horns and rattles are worked over time, so they're talking about the little, you know, like the party horns, the yeah, yeah. and then like the little little rattle things that they used to do. Uh, they would throw confetti and even flour. They would <laughs> antique people <laughs> with bags of flour. Pedestrians what? on the street as they ran by. Is that why it's called antiquing? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's no. dusty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, even though all of this sounds 
extremely bad. Thanksgiving masking, when it was actually being performed, was good for some of the local businesses um, during the time. Candy stores, like I said earlier, especially, uh, they even started beginning to sell costumes around uh, Thanksgiving. Not Halloween costumes, not your mummies, your devils, but these these, uh, political costumes or costumes of birds or uh, female costumes. They, uh, even at one point in time, in 1909, the Appleton Magazine had an article about how they were going to carry a line of hideously and terrifying false faces, or doe faces, as they were termed on the east side of America. They called them doe faces? My God. God. But... The Thanksgiving masking was the busiest time of the year for manufacturers of dealers in masks and false faces. So, like, prosthetics and false faces at this point in time apparently was more busy for Thanksgiving masking than they were for actual Halloween. But, obviously, we have moved on further from that. And we don't celebrate it because can you imagine if it happened now? Yeah, I, yeah, that wouldn't fly. <laughs> not in today's yeah. society. That, that's not going to happen. Well, the funny thing is, have you ever wondered why um, people dress up as hobos? You know, why was that ever a costume? Yeah, like the why would you dress up esque hobos? Yeah, yeah. Why would you dress up like a, a clown esque hobo or even a homeless person? Like people did that for a really long time. I and mean, it's a kid's costume. <laughs> like, you know, if you didn't have a costume at the house and you were broke, your mom would be like, let me dress you up as a hobo. It's uh, perfect. It matches everything. Our financial status. <laughs> there's a depression going on. <laughs> well, little dude, we know, but that actually stum- st- stemmed from the Thanksgiving masking. Kids would dress up as, and this word you might have heard before, Chad, but... Kids would dress up as what they called at the time ragamuffins. Ragamuffins. Ah, this makes sense. This makes sense. So anytime I wouldn't thanks. comb my hair, I would get called a little <laughs> ragamuffin. Oh uh, well, it's because it's another name for uh, hobos or beggars. Um, so people that were poor did not have a home. Uh, so Thanksgiving masking also was referred to as ragamuffin day, hmm. where they would have. There was even some cities where you didn't dress up as a public figure, but they would have full parades of people dressed up as poor people. And that dates all the way back to 1891. There's something that seems really <laughs> fucked up about all this. I just, <laughs> I just, I just want to put that out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, the hobo thing was uh, it, big time. If there wasn't already a stigma <laughs> to Thanksgiving, come on, yeah. man. Ooh. It doesn't help. I mean, I guess that they weren't really worried about the stigma behind Thanksgiving at that point in time. They were just like, true, because the story that was fed to everybody was the Native Americans. They helped us. We became friends that day. And that's not what happened. But that's the story that was fed to everybody. So they probably didn't feel any remorse at that point in time, like how many people still don't. So this just adds to it. Now, not only are you going to, I mean, the political people go right ahead. That's funny as hell. Dress up as everybody. I mean, I would run out. People dress up as Trump this Halloween. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe Biden, people do that too. Make fun of him. That's great. Fantastic. I think it's funny anytime a politician is made fun of. Yes, absolutely. A politician is just funny to make fun of. 
They do. Hell, the stuff. birds are. You could even get a pass on the animals. You know, dress up as Toucan Sam. Yeah. No big deal. But if you're dressing up as somebody that is um, Hindu mm-hmm. or African descent or any form of Asian descent, and you're making fun of their features, and then you're going to tack in poor people. And this isn't just they're dressing up as like poor Americans. It's poor people across the board. It's everybody. It's and they run around. They're like, please, sir. No one is safe. And like that's that's no. what I'm getting from this. Is nobody's safe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. What race or creed you are, you're getting mm-hmm. made fun of on this day, apparently. So yeah, this is strange. So this is very, very it's strange. it's weird. It's weird. So anybody that ever thought that Halloween had nothing to do with Thanksgiving and that they're not related, I'm here to prove you wrong, and that's what we're doing here on the <laughs> Halloween Three Six <laughs> podcast. So the curious question that you and I had was, when did it stop? Why did it stop? How did it stop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Basically, this started in, in around 1899, and some earlier accounts um, of that as well. Well, these parades, people going door-to-door, having money thrown at them, things like that, were happening every Thanksgiving during those periods of time and spreading across the U.S. and other cities and even smaller towns. The practice, however, wasn't popular with everybody, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really early on, I'd say that probably <laughs> has to go. <laughs> Well, I mean, it it did a good 20-year stint because by the early 1920s, the public at large was growing very weary of the parades and with the rowdiness and pranks that often came with them uh, and the fun that people were making of different races and the people who were not fortunate to have as much as everybody else. Um, There was a superintendent that was a superintendent of a school that was quoted arguing that uh, modernity is incomparable with the custom of children masquerade to annoy adults on Thanksgiving Day. So it wasn't even that they were, one of the arguments wasn't even about them doing racist things or about them making fun of the poor. It's just they were annoying the adults, these kids were. That's one of the reasons that they wanted them to stop. Which makes sense. But at the same time, man, why would you even start this? Like, who thought this was a good idea? Someone out there, please explain to me how any of this is a good idea. Uh, I mean, from the look of it, it, this is mostly kids, which is another callback to Halloween. This is kids dressing up and doing this. Like, what did they know about um, politics? Like, I guess that's not even a big thing, but... These kids running around and making fun of other races and making fun of hobos and poor people just didn't help at all. So the first few complaints started happening in the early 1920s. And then once we reached the 1930s, there were no more parades unless it was small gatherings that were eventually broken up and the kids were told to go home and Thanksgiving was as normal. Now, like I said, this was not something that took over the entire day of Thanksgiving. This is just uh, events that happened up until your, you know, Thanksgiving dinner. You come home and you're like, did you guys have fun, boys? Yeah, Mom, we were just out masking. We were just out ragamuffining around. (laughs) (laughs) Ragamuffin. Doe faces and stuff. Yeah, it's, if anybody out there is unsure or if you're really curious you know, hop on, hop on the old Google, hop on the old Bing, and uh, you may see some stuff. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> I can't make any I promises mean, for you. 
there's not really much that I guess that you could argue about it today, but we've come a long way in certain senses. Obviously, Thanksgiving is not the way that a lot of different people would like it to be now, and um, that's understandable. But also, on the flip side, I'm kind of thankful myself. I guess that's what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving. This is I'm thankful that there's no more ragamuffin <laughs> day, no more Thanksgiving masking. Oh, man, I was going to name this episode Ragamuffin Day, but I don't think I can do that now. I mean, you what could. It's, it's just like Hobos is the other yeah, name for it. it feels or you weird. could call it... <laughs> Thanksgiving masking? Yeah, either way. Um, mm. My God, could you imagine what uh, Ragamuffin Day would have been like during the 2020 riots and things oh, like that? Oh, my God. Yeah, it wouldn't have ended well. It wouldn't have ended well at all. I mean, that didn't end well either. No. So, I mean. <laughs> oh, no, it was already <laughs> bad enough. Oh, man. This is yeah, one of the so weirdest things I've ever probably seen, to be honest with you. It's, you know, looking at the costumes, it's just real strange because it's kind of like, to me, what this, and I could be wrong, because obviously I don't have all the details, but this yeah. seems like kids were doing what they've heard their parents talk about. Some of them were dressing up like their moms and things like that, and then running around and making fun of hobos or other cultures and things of that nature. So. Yeah. Who's to say that the first few children that started doing this weren't inspired by things that they heard that their parents were saying or slurs that their parents said? Or, uh, I mean, why would you dress up like your mom? I see a wo I see a little girl with a bonnet and like a blouse, and she looks like an, an older lady from the 1900s, and then she's surrounded by, well. Men dressed up as rag. I mean, little boys dressed up as ragamuffins. I'm not saying there's a connection to the clan here, but <laughs> I'm just saying something's weird. <laughs> I mean, these so I mean, uh, there probably were some prominent clan members that did this in their younger years, and you know, if they were uh, a kid in the 1920s, and then they were probably at their clan meetings like, ah, I miss the days of ragamuffins. Oh my god. Oh my god. Does anybody stuff. recall when we were doing doe faces? I, you know, my grandmother grew up in the 1920s. Well, no, mm -hmm. technically she grew up in the 1930s. I should have asked I her. doubt that that was I don't think really was happening. Good. I was going to say, yeah, I doubt that it was really happening around here unless they were doing, like, paper mache, like, out of newspapers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, for ears and feet and things of that nature. It's very uncanny, but, like, like that uncanny valley type creepiness. You know, like when mannequins mm -hmm. get involved, it's it's spooky, people. It really is. If you look at these photos, there's and just the underlining connotations of it all is just weird and creepy. Yeah, it's um, I mean, you could it could also be kids trying to have fun, but then you've got to think Maybe. about you were not born with the thought of uh, racism or to make fun True. of somebody less fortunate in our head things traits that you pick up like that or you know traits that you hear about or are taught or over here so essentially i guess what i'm saying is you know things aren't as bad as they once were we're slowly moving in the right direction maybe not fast enough but uh maybe maybe we should be happy that we're <laughs> we're not doing the thanksgiving masking anymore <laughs> see when you first pitched this to me thanksgiving masking I envisioned something a little bit different. I thought it was going to be a bunch of people kind of gathered around the table, Last Supper style, right? You know, 
They were just wearing creepy bird masks, like those long doctor mm-hmm. masks. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, kind of like uh, You're Next, where they're dressed up as the the wolves yeah. or what? What's yeah. the masks that they wore? Yeah, yeah. the the she, the uh, fox mask or, or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of what I envisioned. Um, this is definitely different. I I didn't imagine people to go around and parade on the streets. I wonder what the Macy's Thanksgiving parade would have been like back then. I I don't know. I mean, I, obviously there weren't floats, and maybe maybe the modern day Thanksgiving parades that we see now are kind of to take over what was happening back then. Because maybe these were these were straight up parades. So maybe in the same sense that Halloween started doing different things different, so that they could change the tradition that was forming because of the children. Mm-hmm. The parents didn't like it. They knew that it was going to end badly, so they were like, okay, let's start giving them candy. Let's start opening haunted houses so that they can have their time occupied on Halloween. Maybe this is kind of the same thing. Let's do Thanksgiving parades to replace the parades of racism and and uh, homeless people being made fun of. So, I mean, that could, I don't know. I don't have any truth behind that, but that's just a thought. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a good way to look at it. I mean, I don't know. Uh, real quick, I just want to make a quick shout-out. This isn't sponsored or anything, um, but if you are in the Arizona area and if you still have that Halloween vibe kicking it up, the 13th floor is still open, um, and I think they're going to be open for the rest of the month, if I'm not bad and mistaken, but they are still well. open, and it's it's still going through. Uh, they will give you a glow stick, and uh, mm. you will find your way through the uh, haunted house. So I just wanted to Which, honestly... Um, and I've complained about this already before, but now with the way that the weather is and the way that the leaves have fallen more in different places, mm-hmm. feels a little bit more like Halloween than actual Halloween does sometimes. So might be perfect time to do it. Yeah, most definitely. I would, I'm honestly kind of considering going just because the fact that uh, it's creepy when there are lights, but this time there's uh Glow sticks, <laughs> only glow sticks. It's <laughs> it's kind of freaky to me. I like that, but yeah, yeah. just uh, if you're out there or out here, or whatever, uh, check it out. Thirteenth floor, haunted house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d- check out the thirteenth floor. Stick to your normal family dinner. Let's not turn Thanksgiving Day into the purge because that's exactly what it was starting to say. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> yeah that, no. When you said people parading around the streets in masks, so so mm-hmm. hear me out. What if <laughs> we get a purge movie? That takes place on Ragamuffin Day. Like, it's the first purge. Huh? Oh, uh-huh. I didn't even... Th- why? The first purge. If they could make that movie and then take it back to Thanksgiving masking, if they would do some research and find out about it, I'm sure for a fact that they would. Mm-hmm. They're running around in paper mache masks looking like other people it makes or sense. politicians. Because, yeah, the fact yeah. that politicians are very pivotal in the purge movies. Oh, my God. Would, it would make sense. So much sense. Oh, don't know how this well, hasn't been a thing yet. <laughs> Anybody out there, I guess you're free to steal our ideas. <laughs> Still. Um, <laughs> but let's do one thing if we do anything at all Thanksgiving. Let's leave the costumes and the dressing up to Halloween. 100%. I, I could not agree with you more. I, I do have to ask you one thing before we segue. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Ooh. ooh. And what are you looking forward to the most uh, for Thanksgiving? Because 
I mean, apart from, you know, the, the obvious, the, the family, the friends, all that good stuff. So I, I, I love my family, but it gets a little bit monotonous. Of course it does. Unless yeah. you've got the uh, unless you've got the nineteen fifties, mom slaps a steak on your eye after you get punched in the face. Family yeah. and you know the the Americana apple pie family. I think that that died a long time ago, buddy. <laughs> I think those <laughs> there's very are gone. few of my own personal Thanksgivings. Very few of them have not ended in some sort of argument Oof. with a family member. And uh, so I'll, that part I'm kind of on the fence about, like most of the listeners probably are. Um, but personally, I like a good pecan pie. Oh, okay. I didn't expect it to I, be a dessert. Okay. I am a... F- okay, so stuffing is fantastic. Of course. Um, my stepmom also makes a broccoli and cheese casserole. Okay. If you... Uh, it's It's one of... A fucking kind but i love pecan pie and uh the the honey spiral ham oh some bitch that's good i do before um you tell me about your fabulous food fantasies there is one thing i do want to put out there into the air hopefully um i'm manifesting this but if anybody's ever watched friends there's a thanksgiving episode and on the thanksgiving episode he makes Ross makes what he calls the moist maker. <laughs> and <laughs> listen, I want to make a fucking moist maker so bad. So he makes a turkey sandwich, right? Yeah. Out of the leftover Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. what he does is he, three pieces of bread. You got the top piece of bread, bottom piece of bread, turkey in the middle. Uh, it's you like can a even Mac. add stuffing. Yeah, you can even add stuffing in the middle. But the middle piece of bread, he soaks it. In turkey gravy and puts that in the middle of it. And I want a fucking moist maker, baby. Uh, you got to make a moist maker this year. You should do it. Oh, my God. You, you have There's a it. merchandise shirt for uh, <laughs> uh, give me the moist maker is what it'll I'll, say. I'll take the moist maker. It's just a there photo we go. of you just I'll take down. the moist maker. <laughs> H- Halloween 365 podcast. I'll take the moist maker. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to the brown. I'm hoping we have it this year. I don't know yet. Uh, if not, I'm going to go out and buy the turkey myself. Um, I want a brown sugar turkey. Uh, um, I, I love the, the glaze of a brown sugar. There, there's just something mm. about it that's mm. just, oh, my God. Um. I, I, we go back and forth. Sometimes there's ham. Sometimes there's turkey. I know that's always a debated thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes both. Sometimes both. Sometimes both. Um, I know that I think it was – maybe we talked to Jeremy about this. Uh, a Christmas goose. Sometimes there's like a Christmas goose. I've never had it. Um, I would like – I mean, I would try to goose or a duck. I, I think I'm going to try that this year. Not for Thanksgiving, but but for Christmas. I think I'm going to do a Thanksgiving goose. Or uh, you know what I mean? Uh, a Christmas. You'll be goose. like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, go down and get me the fattest goose. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, but yeah, the brown. Hurry, shirt. little Tim! <laughs> buy your family the fattest goose. <laughs> Throw him a coin, just a quarter. You flick it to him. <laughs> you little you ragged should go muffin. to like your 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 deli at the supermarket <laughs> <laughs> with the quarter and come in and go. Yes, give me your fattest goose and just flick the quarter in their uh, face. I'm gonna go muffin. Full Ebenezer Scrooge cosplay. Like that's that's the. <laughs> no, what are you gonna do? The top hat? Or are you gonna do the nightgown with the uh, little hat? Ooh, that's a good point. Uh, I think, I think I have to do the, the the gown with the hat. 
wore the gown with the top hat. One of the two. I think oh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do a hybrid. You know. I can't. You just going through the grocery store, <laughs> and that nightgown balls just a swinging. <laughs> just a swing. <laughs> Give me a fattest goose and quit staring at mine. Oh God, they'll, they'll, they'll get something. We told you we had a surprise. <laughs> yeah, we did it to you. We did uh, it. We're doing it. Another season has come and gone. Another holiday has come and gone. <laughs> that means there's only one left, baby. There's only one left. And you know what it is. Christmas. Well, she's saying it. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, people. Let Darlene sing it for a minute. Oh, oh. Oh. Uh, this is one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time, people. Come on. Yeah. yeah. One of the tops. So what better way to leave everybody off on this podcast, considering that whenever I come back off my cruise, no matter what Chad and Jeremy do, it's going to be December for me. That's true. So mm-hmm. we're going to try to make your Christmas spooky, but I'm going to tell you one thing. We love Christmas here at the Halloween 365. <laughs> we do. It, regardless, so we love Halloween, but yes. I, Christmas always holds a special place for me, too. So. Yeah. So here's a little taste of what it's going to be like. While our Christmas music's playing, today in horror history, today while we're recording it, it is November 22nd, and we have the birthday of the one and only Scream Queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. As you all know, Halloween franchise, the movie The Fog, Prom Night, Terror Train, Road Games, so on, so forth. November 22nd is also the day that the movie Creature of the Mist was released in 2002. But if you were listening to this podcast on Friday, November 26th, then you're going to have to settle with the fact that the movie The Ghoul was released in 1933. That is Boris Karloff's The Ghoul. Oh, no. Uh, we got anything else coming down, please? Uh, no. Not off the top of my head. All right. Uh, the Halloween 36.5 podcast is on Instagram. Yeah, 36.5, that's where you find us, how you find us. Look us up. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're going to try to do more interactive polls. We've been having a lot of fun with those lately, especially through Halloween. They were a blast. You guys helped mm-hmm. us come to a conclusion on our uh, our, our best slasher. Um, yeah. We may do one for Christmas movies. I think that might be a good idea. What do you think? Maybe? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll, 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 we'll talk it over. We'll, we'll write it down, put a pin in this, circle back around. <laughs> well, I guess that's all we got to say. So until next time, don't shoot your eye out and keep it spooky. And don't wear any masks this Thanksgiving. You ragamuffins. muffins.